And hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Needle Mouse podcast. Uh, yep, that's the name we've uh, stuck with, and I am here with a great uh, set of hosts here. Um, so, would you like to introduce yourself, starting with uh, David? Oh, well, like you said, I'm David. Uh, <laughs> uh, David the Lurker is is the... Uh, yes. is the uh, oh, man, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? The name word. Oh, it's fine. Uh, David Alias? the Lurker, that's what I... Yeah, maybe... Moniker. Uh, Moniker. Oh, there's so many different choices. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, David the Lurker is the name that I've generally used around these parts. Yes. The, the internet parts. Yes. The internet parts. We all need. I, I think you had once had the tagline of worst lurker by a large margin. Or, uh, no. Maybe. No, wait, right. I, I mean, was, no. No. No, no, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking, sorry. But I always remember, you know. You always posted under the name David the Lurker, and I'm saying that's not lurking. That's not lurking at all. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, back in the day, it was sort of a thing where I would only post once in a great while, so it made more sense. But as time went on, uh, it kind of stopped working. Yeah. So it's just, but it's just, I'm just stuck with it now. It doesn't matter. You've literally got a website, of all, and one section is devoted to all your writings, which, as we've established, uh-huh. is the opposite of lurking. <laughs> <laughs> right well i mean the, those fifty thousand words about mobius 25 years later weren't going to write themselves <laughs> true enough true enough very true okay and on to uh, matt would you like to introduce yourself sure i'm as you may have just heard there i'm matt uh yeah i've been around uh, for quite some time i kind of went away and i keep going away and coming back yes and um Yes, uh, and this kind of brought me back, so thank you for that. No problem at all. And uh, as we said in the... And of course, people, you know, you try to leave, but they pull it back in. It, it is a cult. You cannot escape. Um, <laughs> yes. And you're Matt, a.k.a. Matt T.Y., a.k.a. Matt the Yak. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's um, that's a blast from the past. I've yeah. actually gone by that in some time. Yeah, uh, I was actually kind of double checking online, and apparently you've got a another alias right now called Estel. That was that was my um, that's my character's name. That was my um, my Sonic OC's name. Okay, so which, uh, I sort of doubled with myself and kind of me, but kind of not really. And yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. It's it's on the uh, Sonic Retro Wiki, so or or something. Oh, so. good lord! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Sonic Retro. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm still shocked that I even have an article there. To be honest. Yeah, you you had a you had a you had a big website. Yeah. That's it, kind of a. It's still going. It's kind of a blog now, but um. Yeah, it is still uh, ongoing. The last thing I did there was review the Sonic movie, but um. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just type stuff there occasionally. Uh, yeah. Which not, you're... No, no 50,000 words, but I haven't <laughs> done that yet. Yes. Yes. I think I've got the, uh, I'm going to, I like the way you described the, uh, the, uh, the, the movie actually. Um, hang on a second. Yeah. It was, uh, you summarized it saying, um, you know, it may be the Green Hill zone of filmmaking, and it may stumble once or twice along the way, but overall, it beats the level with a solid A rank. <laughs> it oh. feels really weird to hear my own words quoted back at me, but yes, that's basically what I thought about. It wasn't look, it wasn't going to be Schindler's List at any point. It was just, Thankfully. it was just a solid what it was trying to do. Yeah, no, I, I, it surprised me in some ways, and while they, I felt it was a little off model and had one or two bumps as well, it was generally pretty, pretty damn. I, I enjoyed it, and that's what we were talking about. And, um, and, and, and last, well, technically, technically last is technically me, but uh, next we have uh, Miles. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself again? Yes, hello. Um, I'm Miles. Sometimes I go by Milo. I guess that's what I used to go by on the old. Moogle MB forums. Um, it's a, an app. There we go. He remembers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's an absolute blast to be back. Uh, thank you for having me again. Oh, it's our, it's our pleasure. And uh, of course, uh, that's back to, and it, as it goes back to me, I am SoFox, uh, kind of the, the host <clears throat> since it's basically uh, 
uh, since I am the host. And um, essentially my thing, and uh, way back in the day I had the Flying Fox, which caused someone to double take, because apparently there was someone who was doing uh, playing Sonic games on Games Done Quick channel called Flying Fox, and that was that's not me. Um, I have considered all these sort of like speedrunning things in the past, but every time I consider the idea of doing speedrunning, it's like, no. Because um, just playing game over and over again until it becomes a thing you loathe is just not how I'd like to enjoy video games. <sighs> I, can, yeah, I can barely even do, even 100% completions, I'm kind of stuck on. It feels more like a quite a labor rather than anything. Um but yes, uh, so I'm so Fox and uh, and cool and so it's it's great to have everyone on the uh, on the show uh, on this and um, so uh, to start off with the topic, um, well, to be honest, last week we talked about the Sonic movie and Matt gave the thoughts. David, do you want to say a quick thing about the uh, Sonic movie before we actually move on to the on to the main topic? Oh, uh, uh, okay, uh, I liked it. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean. Right, I don't want to take up too much time if yeah. if someone really is bothered to hear me ramble about it. I I did do uh, a discussion over on the uh, FTCR YouTube channel with uh, yeah. with uh, Stephen and uh, Mike, Mike, uh, Chris, and a couple other. Yeah, uh, and I guess I also wrote something on the front page of Retro very briefly too. Uh, but I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, like it, it. Yeah, it was good. I it wasn't the best thing in the world. But at the same time, it didn't need to be the greatest movie ever made. It needed to be, it needed to be first and foremost competent, which it was. So even though there's a there's a couple weird hiccups, and it's not necessarily the movie that I would have made if I had no. been handed the yeah. reins to make a Sonic movie, yeah. I, I did enjoy it for what it was. It was definitely a movie about Sonic as opposed to a movie that happened to have Sonic in it. Like thankfully, focus. yes, and um, yeah, and then um. I'm definitely excited for what would come ne- or what'll come next because of the way that they ended it with the with the teasers and such where it's like okay I want to see what the next chapter is. And yeah. Hopefully we won't have to wait too long for it but who knows considering everything. That's not Sonic going on, but that's another topic for another time for another day of another thing of another note. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um general agreement. Um F- there's, there was more discussion in our previous episode, our first episode. But for now, I'd like to dive... I think we should dive on to the next uh, Sonic-themed topic. And the thing I've selected, especially because of the uh, company we have, is um, is basically Sonic nostalgia, or more specifically, early noughties, to, 2000s, online Sonic fandom nostalgia. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh. We are so, all experts in yes. this. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. So, um, the first, obviously, we obviously, um, David and Matt both have websites uh, uh, talking um, on this thing. Um, uh, <laughs> David the Lurker is doorsclosing.com forward slash Lursk. And um, with uh, Matt, it's Sonic Vegemite, which is at, okay, I have just lost the link. Uh, yeah, Sonic Veg.com. Which I think is something different, but um, but before we dive into it, I think yeah, okay. Well, I've got a dash anyway. Um, now it does. Sorry. Yeah, now it does. All right, but um, but back in the day, uh, Sonic Vegemite was a great website, um, and it hosted something that uh, were known at the time as hoaxes. Hoaxes, yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, well, I got that idea from uh, from you and uh, the Moodle Cavern in the first place. So yes, um, yeah, I kind of picked that up and ran with it a bit. Exactly, yeah, and and I remember, I remember one time uh, someone stole one of the hoaxes I made and put it on your website, and I sent you a message to take it down, and you you did it very quickly, which I thought was very cool of you. Yeah, well, I mean, if yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to have people like steal other people's work and get into all that sort of yeah, exactly. drama, you know. So it's just you know, okay, fine. Exactly. He said he stole it, so it's stolen. Okay. Bye then. Yeah. Thanks. No, I appreciate it. You didn't want to be E bombs world. Uh, okay. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Does that still exist? I have no clue. 
the last bomb a man. I think Well, goodness knows. Wait, there is a website on. I mean, I remember there was one point they wanted to turn it into a t into a TV series, and it's like what? But no, there is actually an E-Bombs World website that is still going. Uh, the, the headline is A Star Star Hole Boss Fires Employee for Sharing a Meme About Peeping at... And I think I have to click on it to get... Oh, and I look in the URL. Uh, for Sharing a Meme About Work During the Weekend. I, I don't even get this. Oh. It's just It looks like a clickbait website. Something about a Second Amendment rights, 32 p vanilla posts from white Twitter... Uh, anonymous sends what? a message. Second Amendment? Isn't that guns? Yeah, Second Amendment gun memes to shoot your day off right. The oh. basic Second oh. Amendment gun memes. Wow. Oh. Okay, okay. That's, that's uncomfortable. This, this is feeling like one of those, like, cracked things that always... 40 random You know, <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, like, back in the day, like, before the term alt-right was a thing, E-Bombs World kind of fell into that category, so I guess <laughs> it makes sense that they would capitalize on some of that stuff. I, I just, I don't even know it. 21 forgotten fast food pics. This is like Cracked or one of those, or one of those like smart websites. It's not like, it seems, it seems to be actually trying to apply to like a slightly nerdier but still online population rather than, uh, oh wait, 24 of the worst posts ever posted on the internet. Oh, including one which is right-wing revolutionary on the streets, schoolgirl in the sheets with a accompanying foot. Okay, I'm just what? I don't even know. <laughs> we are going down a rabbit hole here. Yes, yes. Yeah, let's let's yeah. let's 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 back it up. Let's back this up before we. Okay, so um, so for for those for anyone who's who might be listening and just doesn't quite get it, what are hoaxes? Or in this, well, we know what a hoax is, but in this specific context, what is <laughs> what is a hoax? Right. Okay, yeah. So they started out as, as basically what the by the standard definition of hoax is just specifically to do with sort of the Sonic fandom and other online fandoms in that they were designed to make you believe they could actually happen. Um, yeah. Like like as time wore on, um, people quickly realised that sort of the amount of things they could actually do to fool people with that was wore thin pretty quickly. So they just basically became more and more one-panel sprite comics. Yeah, exactly. Um, they, they, I mean, they started out where, like... I, I remember the environment at the time because it was like um, the Sonic 2 beta was being investigated and people were hacking ROMs, like classic games. So a generation that had grown up with Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic CD, and Sonic and & Knuckles, um, now were like... Now, you know, the 3D period hit, they were getting together, then they were discovering all these secrets. They discovered that Hidden Palace was in Sonic 2. And they discovered that there was a zone called Wood Zone that was also in a stune, and but it was in a beta, and these were uncompleted levels. So suddenly, these games that everyone had grown up with suddenly became like treasure chests, and they didn't know what to what would be opened next inside them. So it was in this ex excitement that the trolls and far more good natured back, well, uh, mostly more natured back then, decided to actually create fake screenshots to make people pretend, oh no, there's all this exciting stuff like. Tales and Sonic One or something, and you know, as as Matt said, that was a. Uh, it was originally intended to just just to, to make people you know has genuine hoaxes, but gradually people ended up like evolving. They became jokes and comedy stuff, and uh, and that's that's where uh, that's where the Moogle Cavern comes in, and that's kind of <clears throat> where our whole community comes in. Oh boy, anyone mm -hmm. want to? Yeah. Well, yeah, I. I... <clears throat> I know when when the hoaxes started, um, I'm not sure for how long any of those screenshots were intended to actually fool people or trick people because, um, like the the hoax archives that would that propped that cropped up, like the one on the Mukul Cavern, uh, like the stuff on Secrets of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I remember Sonic Pandemonium had a had a hoax gallery, um, like uh, all those early ones. They were they were presented as here are hoaxes. They were they were never they they weren't presented in a gallery as oh here are some real things it was very much like here's some fake stuff made by people we're adding more fake stuff as we can get it uh, and even outside like, um, that's what I tried to do as well on SV um, right so sort of like, right because I, I mean trying to, like, yeah oh, go on go ahead 
No, go ahead. Oh, right, because I'm, I'm just trying to think. Like, I don't remember who the first person was to even make a hoax. Like, it's one of those things where I, I it just sort of happened. Um, right, okay, because uh, January 2nd, 1990... Is it 1998 or 1999 when the, when the Sonic 2 beta was was actually put on the internet? Because before that, um, right. it was Andre Dirk who had just was taking photographs of a cart that he had, which I guess had been bought at some random market because you could buy the Sonic 2 beta, which isn't even technically a beta, but that that's a whole other thing. Like, oh, um, right. Well, because like beta would would mean that it's almost done. That like. Oh, there, there's the different versions. So, like, it's technically an alpha or a, or it's a prototype. Like, that's the proper term to use. Like, this is a Sonic the Hedgehog 2 prototype. Okay. The a beta version would mean that it's it's almost done. Like, the, the coding is being is pretty much done. It's just, you know, fixing any last-minute glitches or, or catastrophic errors. But everything else is pretty much content-locked. Yeah. I... So, the Sonic 2 beta which people call the Simon Y beta, isn't even a beta, it's a prototype. But we're so used to calling it a beta because at the time, when we were just kids, we didn't really know what the terminology is, which is why there were... Because there were also ROMs that were technically hoaxes. Like, there was a Sonic 1 beta hoax uh, that was like, oh, look, it's Green Hill Zone, but the but the sky is night, and it, I can't even remember who made it now. I feel bad. Did that have the signpost like, in it as well? No, like this. This is something like super early, where it's technic. It's one of the first ROM hacks. Was it just uh, kind of like where it was a, like a palette swap, and they were like, "Oh, it's a beta." Uh, sort of. I, I mean, like like the sky was swapped to be uh, black, like it was nighttime, yeah. and I mean, like the the name is escaping me as to who made it. But like, there were a couple, you know, early ROMs, uh, early ROM hacks. Even um, like there was like the Sonic Two. Gamma or Sonic 2 Delta version, yeah. remember? Like, because like, there was this assumption that, oh, you make a game, and then at a certain point, you say, this is the alpha, this is the beta, so there must be a gamma and a delta. And <laughs> like, that's not how Sonic Omega works, but <laughs> right. But when you're 14 and you think <laughs> video games just kind of emerge uh, fully formed, you don't know how game development actually works, yeah. So, right, but but uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's slightly off topic. Well, it's fine Wait, topic. Kind of. I mean, right. Well, because like a couple, of, yeah, like that very first. I'm just, I'm just gonna cheat, and I'm gonna type <laughs> Sonic One. Oh, come on, no, Sonic One Beta. I'll just type retro in there too. The uh, the oh cyan hexarex. I can't even say oh, it's cyan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really. H e l. K-A-R-A-X-E. Like, that's the person who made that Sonic 1 beta hoax. So that was in 1999 when it was like, we found the Sonic 2 one, we can find all of them at this point. So that was, oh, it came out, like, May. May 1999, it was on Simon Wise's Sonic 2 beta page. It was, like, that hoax was originally designed, like, oh, it came out, let's see how quickly, or how long we'll trick people until we re reveal that it's just a ROM hack. And yeah, I, I I kind yeah. of assumed that it started out that way because otherwise they wouldn't even be called hoaxes. Right. Yeah, because... Um, <clears throat> right, because the, the actual, like, hoax screenshot um, evolution, like, like it very quickly went to we're making fun things because um, also at the time, like, emulators were at a point where you could, you know, just get the sprites and get the backgrounds and you can fiddle with stuff and you can just make whatever you wanted so it was very easy to just drop sonic tails and knuckles in a row standing in the green hill zone and being like oh wow that would be cool inadvertently doing a 2d version of sonic heroes without the uh <laughs> the rush development time but 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 yeah so you, you do have you do have this moment where it's it's less i want to trick someone and more i am doing wish fulfillment yeah, like, this is what definitely. I would like to see. So yeah, it, yeah, it, exactly. it was more about creativity at that mm -hmm. point. Like nowadays, people don't make hoaxes just to go, oh, look at this cool thing I did. Generally, there is the intent to try and trick because like a, a, um, a hoax nowadays has to kind of 
be done to a certain standard where, oh, this could trick someone. So if you're just doing a fun thing, a fan thing, it's very easy generally to say, oh, yeah, I can tell this is a fan thing. I can tell this is a fun thing. But back in the day when it all we had were the 2D games, I mean, Sonic Adventure wasn't out in the West yet. All you had access to were the 2D games and the sprites, and then you could put things together. But most people weren't interested in, 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 in fooling anyone. It was all about yeah, having true. fun. Because right. there was yeah, also yeah. an accompanying set, like on Sonic Pandemonium, I remember there was an accompanying section called Weird Yet True Screenshots, which I think was even on the Sonic 2 beta site as well, where it was uh, just, oh, here are screenshots that are real because something funny happened, something weird happened. It was a glitch or, or even sometimes it might have even been an error with the emulator because most people were still using Genesis at the time. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have Kega or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I hated Genesis. It had a toolbar that was just dripping blood. Yeah, I remember that. That was the first emulator I ever used, and I was just like, wow, yeah. what is yeah. this? I, I had to I stomach it. I never understood it. that. Yeah. Neither did I. I felt very adult when I discovered that. I was like, well, I'm, I'm you know, digging into this part of the internet. I never realized. I, I was, you see, I was trying to make my, I discovered it when I was trying to make my own hoax, and what I will always appreciate was that uh, Kulok, of course, of the Moogle Cavern, I didn't uh, basically had a whole guide for how not, not he didn't just host hoaxes he had a whole guide for how to create your hoaxes so i was like looking at it intently and trying to follow all the instructions and so jask paint shop pro uh six obviously uh evaluation edition <laughs> constantly nice <laughs> yep and um and genesis and learning about how to turn on and off the layer so that you could get the rip the sprites directly properly from the background and then I was just, I just remember seeing all that blood and I was like, ugh. And then like years and years and years later, when I finally realized, oh, they've got better emulators these days, I was saying, okay, where's the settings to turn on and off the layer so that I can get rip these graphics properly? But, uh, <laughs> but I know it, it was all fun and games and obviously it was. But at the same time, I mean, that guide really did teach me basic image editing. I mean... When, when you think about it, you know, we're a, we were a bunch of guys that were all messing around with all this cool Sonic stuff. But think about what we were all learning, you know, those that were trying to dive into the, into the ROMs were learning about assembly programming. If you're messing around with hoaxes, even if you were, you know, even if you were just sprite palettes, you're still learning about image editing. And if you were trying to, like, modify it, then you were learning about game development. It's all, it's like this whole a fountain of creativity or just from us all just trying to like explore both the uh both the games and our own imaginations and our own wishes well i think it kind of um you can see that in the number of people who were in the community at that time that were just messing around doing stuff and have since gone on to such bigger and better things yeah no definitely yeah, that's a very good point yeah very true yeah uh, yeah i uh, you yeah, you can make the argument if you wanted to that uh, something like a Sonic Mania wouldn't exist if the Simon if Simon Y hadn't found the Sonic Two prototype ROM hiding out on a Chinese GeoCities website, because mm-hmm. there is you know like there there is a chain that you can follow, and that's that's not to say that Simon Y then made Sonic Mania or helped <laughs> like you know it it is a thing where yeah. oh. You know, there, it's always the idea that art is an evolution of what has come before. But that is definitely yeah. a building block, which then allowed, you know, not just the team that made Mania, but other. I mean, you could argue that things like maybe even uh, Freedom Planet might not exist if people yeah. weren't super interested in yeah. how. Like, well, yeah, I mean, Freedom Planet comes directly from Sonic World, which comes from the SFD community, which comes from the the that creativity and desire that we got from those. Yeah. And I honestly kind of, yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like that, you know, at least when I was younger and getting into all this stuff, I didn't see this sort of the same creative outlet in, say, like the the Mega Man fan community or even the Super Mario. Uh, I kind of felt like, you know, um, Sonic hoaxes were were really predominant and and all this uh, different creativity surrounding the Sonic community was was really different than the others. Yeah. And I, I think part of that is because um, it, it it's because of things like the Hidden Palace Zone. There was all that magazine coverage on a zone that wasn't in the final game. If you look at, like, 
like you can find Mario screenshots that don't look right, and you can find Mega Man screenshots that don't look right from like pre-release magazine, but but there wasn't like wow, this is something that just doesn't exist anywhere in the game. Like oh, here's this desert yeah. level; it's nowhere in the game. Hidden Palace are nowhere <laughs> in the game, even like in Wood Zone. Like no, so the idea of there were things worked on things that were meant to be there and they were just thrown out the window. Then it's the, it's the imagining of, Oh, what, what was that like? What would the zone have been? Cause it's not, Oh, they slightly tweaked level design. Like this is an entire new arena that you would then get 10 minutes to explore and figure out the best way to get through, which it, 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 it opens up a lot of, of possibilities, a lot of imagining. And so then when things like the, the uh the, the sonic 2 beta leaks you didn't have that with like mario and mega man like there weren't random prototypes even before the sonic 2 one came out there was the the sonic crackers rom the chaotix oh, prototype yeah. that actually came out before sonic 2 but it was easy to be forgotten because it is it is just like a test build it's a proof of concept of we can do the the little uh bungee cord thing like it, 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 it's not really a game to play through but it came before so it, it is like there's always been these things floating out there with Sonic that just didn't exist with other franchises. For whatever reason, they were more tight-lipped about the things that just didn't come out. Yeah. And that helped um, gestate the the idea of, oh, we're making hoaxes and now we're hacking ROMs and we're making fan games. And, and I think also maybe because like you have that period of time between Knuckles or Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic Adventure where there isn't a mainline Sonic game. Oh, yeah. And you... you Right, you you have 3D Blast, but that feels more like a side game, and there's Sonic R, but it's just a racing game. You don't have like this main entry in the series, and it, it feels like with something like Mario, I know there's some time between Mario World and Yoshi's Island in '64, but you have all these, you do have things like the RP, you know, like Super Mario RPG and Mario Kart I mean, and other stuff that feels like it's part of the core franchise. Where with Sonic, there's just this gap, yeah, I and mean, so the fans have to fill it however they can. Yeah, I mean, like, literally, Sega went an entire console generation without a flagship Sonic game title. It's kind of... And the last one on the Mega Drive was actually... Well, let's not go into 3D Blast, but yes, it, it wasn't It wasn't to the... It wasn't quite to the standard of the predecessors, even though it was its own unique thing. Um, but yeah, no, so, I mean, a lot of Sonic fans getting bored, restless... And I don't know, sometimes I also think that there's just something about Sonic that people feel that they can engage with. It's Do, do you think that Sonic just has stronger characters and more engaging worlds than either Mario or Mega Man? I mean, I know that seems a very fandom thing to say, but I kind of like, <laughs> I kind of want, I want to put that question out there and ask you guys, what do you think? Um, I think I can agree with that. And, you know, definitely when I was a kid, there was uh, that pervasive feeling that Sonic was this flashier, edgier, cooler character and his his levels were bigger and brighter and more bombastic um i know i personally felt that way and, and like you said it's hard to tell if that's like just coming from a fandom perspective yeah um but i did i definitely think it, it lent to the the creativity within the sonic community is is how big and, and colorful the, the sonic world is yeah and and i mean like it's also i think it's also the winner in terms of just having his well no pokemon is pro probably but i mean it also had lots of cartoons and uh stuff based on it you know uh cartoons yeah, and definitely. comics um lots of different types of characters where um mario and mega man had like a handful of sort of the samey kind of looking guys you know okay um yeah i would agree when with that you consider that, like the first two would like literally like mario and luigi at first would were almost just little powers yeah yeah pretty much yeah. I... Tall. that was that was it I think part of it maybe also has to do with the the time frame of when all this stuff was made. Uh, you know, Mario, Mega Man, they it was the '80s where like they were new and there was the push. And so by the time, I mean, like the Super Mario World cartoon, when did that end? Ninety one, ninety two. Like it was done before the Sonic cartoon. So yeah. the internet is starting. The internet is becoming a thing. There's just new Sonic content happening where like with Mario you had like you've had everything it's been there it's sitting there Super Mario World came out in 91 that's sort of like we're resting for a little bit while Sonic is getting one and two and three and here's two cartoons and there's different comics in different places so there's just it's new and exciting and different at a time when the internet itself 
is growing and becoming something new and interesting and different. So I, I think there is a correlation between the growth of Sonic and the growth of the internet that then allows the fandom to do the things it does that it just it doesn't correlate because something like Mario and Mega Man starts in the 80s before the internet is is a thing really so it's a, it's a good that's a good way of doing it I remember I remember some of those early sites one of them was called virtual not all village I, I never quite don't really remember I think I saw a picture of a sonic snowboarding from the upcoming sonic adventure from that but yeah that's that's <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that, that's a good way of putting it. Just uh, timing. I mean, honestly, growing up in the 90s, I think I got a bit of time compression going on because Mario and Sonic was kind of going on at the same time for me. And it was just it was just hard to appreciate that actually Mario was actually quite a bit older than Sonic, even at that, that stage. Um, and that the was but I gradually I, I wasn't good at chronology back then. But uh, but yeah, and like I so it's just a, a lot of perfect storms. Um, right. And I mean, I guess it does vary depending on region, because I know like the NES wasn't really a thing in Europe, while in the US it, it dominated video games forever, you know. So it's like there are different different things depending on region. And so my perspective usually comes from like, oh, this is the US, America. And for whatever reason, like the Internet sites that I would go to also seem to gravitate around like an American perception of what sonic the hedgehog was so yeah. i mean that that's a even, very... yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah i was gonna say like even the like the first sonic website that you could like if you wanted to, to consider it um it was the sonic resource page on a site called rat.org and generally from what i can gather like that is the first sonic site but it is like the guy who made it was based in the u.s and the his fandom was attached to the freedom fighters the the saturday morning show so there yeah. is a lot of bias i think just because that's the first and then the community kind of extends from there we're talking like 95 like that that's why a lot of the sonic internet in the 90s especially seemed dominated by the american deke archie concept of what sonic is and that started to shift finally when sonic adventure was being made and that's when like especially alt fan sonic hedgehog the usenet group you see the shift from people talking about sad am and making fanfics about that to oh man sonic adventure tails knuckles amy like we're we're, we want to talk about the games we want to write about the games we want to write stories about the games draw art about it and then sites like the green hill zone start you know growing and that's the site that is dedicated yeah. solely to the game universe and that's where the shift happens is when oh. sonic adventure comes out that's, that's yeah. very true yeah. No. yeah i think it's just like you say we were in that sort of gap with the game content in the like in the mid 90s where before sonic adventure there was just nothing to talk like besides any betas or whatever that came out there was just nothing to talk about with in terms of the games unless you want to go and talk about like you know sonic schoolhouse or, or any of these other <laughs> Gadgy mm-hmm. sort of shovelware titles that came out with Sonic's name on them. Um, yeah, it was if you wanted to talk, you wanted to talk about the cartoons, and like I think from an Australian point of view, it was kind of weird because we sort of had a bit of both. Like in, in terms of the cartoons, you know, we were more again sort of Dick Archie, like the American Fleetway comics were never really a huge thing here, but at the same time, like we got the PAL games and we got all the all the PAL titles that came over so for example we had like we, we did have the american music in the sonic cd and that came out but it was a pal copy with the american music it was a little weird okay. so we were kind of we kind of had a bit of both so but yeah from that from where going back to the relevant point like where we go on the internet like again it was largely that sort of american Dick Archie thing that we were bringing yeah. there until <clears throat> Sonic Adventure came out. Exactly. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, I remember that going on. Then Sonic Adventure. So it's a perfect storm of like not having anything to talk about, and then Sonic Adventure comes out, and then you've got everything to talk about. And of course, there's also the Perfect. British c- comic as well, but which still to this day the British Fleetway Egmont comic doesn't get en- enough love. But um, I remember there was also uh, the Sonic, st- uh, the Sonic. No, the. Tr- is it the Sonic Stadium? No, no, wait. The Triple Threat, um, uh, which had the speakers' corner in it. I, I think that's the website. 
and basically they had you know you're able to like write an article and every every so often they have the speaker's corner and just publish a bunch of articles that from fans thing on and i remember so it's it's kind of like a really formalized like message board but like more like newspaper articles and such and i remember one of it was just constantly an argument back and forth about whether sonic was in love with amy or sally and uh Basically, I had to do an article pointing out that, look, from a European perspective, Sally just does, is not part of the Sonic continuity. I mean, yes, she was in the cartoon, which was awesome. But, you know, without the comics backing that up, she's pretty much nothing else. Which which, which is just funny, because then years later, I discovered that she was there was actually an American game that would have had the Sat-AM flavor to it in the mm-hmm. 90s. But that's another day's <laughs> work. Oh, wait. So, Fox, that's a... Yeah. And Spinball. Oh, I was just going to say... Yep. So Fox, wait, what's that? Sorry. Oh, and she she cameoed in Spinball, but that's that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, so Fox, that is a really interesting perspective, considering, you know, Amy was a main character in the Fleetway comics, and you know, yeah. over over here, um, you know, we had Archie, so Sally was sort of the main character. Amy was was very much a side character until Sonic Adventure came along. No, yeah. Um, basically, in yeah, in no, yeah, if. Amy Amy joined pretty early on. I mean, it was Sonic the Terminator. Yes, I know. That's where she made her debut. Uh-huh. Um, which was, <laughs> it was a multi-part thing. Uh, basically, um, their take on it was kind of interesting. Uh, she originally appeared in her standard, like, green top and, like, sh- skirt. And she, apparently, she declared she was Sonic's girlfriend more to annoy him than anything else. That she, she, they, they really, she wasn't really in love with him as much. And so, basically... Um, she basically started out with this, you know, with this pretty look and then just basically ended up dressing far more casually, like a uh, shirt and jeans and stuff. And her weapon went from a bow and arrow to a handheld crossbow launcher, which was technically a bit of a gun. But and and then she teams up with Techno the Canary, which is a whole other thing. But yeah, the, the main cast of the Sonic was Sonic, obviously Tails, Knuckles, obviously, um, Johnny Lightfoot, who... Uh, who had a weapon that looks like it was from the gladiators, you know, the double-headed stick. Uh, Porker Lewis, who was mm-hmm. kind of the tech guy. Um, of, these are, of course, the names from the creatures that Sonic rescues. Um, Amy, of course, uh, who, who joined the group and did pretty well. Um, Kint, a Kinterbor computer. This was a computer that was based on Robotnik before he turned evil because we're following the old continuity where Robotnik was Kinterbor before a lab accident involving... Oh, I have read like at least three different versions of the story. But yes, he basically gets converted after he gets zapped by the Chaos Emerald while he's holding a rotten egg. Um, and then turns into an evil Robotnik. Uh, and as I said, Amy is part of the group. And also occasionally Techno the Canary, although she hangs out more with Amy than... than she, she. Oh, and Techno also has Short Fruit the Cybernik, which is a squirrel that was turned into a robot... But into a Badnik by Robotnik, a super powerful one, but he retained his free will, so he was able to fight against Robotnik and turn against him again. So, sorry, this is just a quick view of some of the characters. Sorry, it's just, I, I don't get to talk about uh, the Fleetway Sonic no, comic that often. It never even came out here, as far as I'm aware, so please keep going. I, haven't uh-huh. seen... I don't really know any of this. Oh, yeah, it's no, it's, it's a pretty vibrant thing. I remember um, I, I actually tried to look at someone who read both and compared them to the American. I, did you read the American one, by the way? or uh, Matt, Matt. Yes, that came out here. Okay. I was reading it. I stopped when um, they, okay. they after they did their in-game thing and Ken Penders was just sort of okay, throwing yes. out whatever way Ken, he could. Ken Penders, no reason to say further on that issue. Um, the, thing uh-huh. about the, <laughs> the thing about the Sonic the comic is that as someone said, it had a couple of weak moments and almost kiddie things at certain points. But when it was good, it had some real epic storytelling, like full-on, engaged, seat-of-your-pants stuff. Like arcs, stories, character development, Sonic casually abusing Tails, but he kind of grew out of it. <laughs> um, and some of the, some, of the earlier, um, some of the earlier comics actually don't just have um, Sonic, but they also have lots of others. They have it for, like, Wonder Boy. They have it for Streets of Rage. Um, actually, um, do you know what? Actually, interestingly enough, Streets of Rage, there were about four comics total, one in a poster magazine and a third one that was good, but the first two were awesome. It involved stuff like bombs and killing and corrupt cops and stuff. Those were... <laughs> they got away with getting some serious stuff to kids 
But guess who wrote the Streets of Rage comic book, uh, comic stories? Oh, okay. Y'all. I can't. Sorry. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> Mark. Name random. Okay. I mean. Okay. Mark Miller. Like, you may know him Mark. from. Mark Miller. Like, the, the guy who's, like, done Wanted and done, um, uh, done, done Kingsman, the original comic. And really? Also, wow. And, and Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. got his. St- uh. he, he one of his earliest projects was literally writing a Streets of Rage adaptation for Sonic the Comic. <laughs> he also wrote some good issues of Superman Adventures, but that's something else. Yeah, well, uh. you expect it. But uh, yeah, no, Streets of Rage that was a kick-ass adaptation. Uh, there was also Decap Attack. I I picked it up after. Honestly, I didn't like the Decap Attack comics, but then I looked back and through the archives and managed to find that the, or the the first few were actually genuinely good but then it just became kind of rote it was it was a bit of a standby basically each comic had like four to put it simply each comic basically had four comics in one it, it came out every two weeks and the first one would be a five page would be a seven page comic that started as one shots and then gradually would become multi-parters and those would be five pages each but would also be multi-party so like Shinobi, um, Monster, uh, uh, Shining Force, all this sort of stuff. Basically, adaptations of all these classic uh, Sega Mega Drive video games. Uh, yeah. Um, right. I I I was subscribed to the Sonic the Comic mailing list in the late '90s, right before Fleetway uh, ended all original oh. production for the series. So oh. I, I got to join and be like, "Hey guys, share with me the world of Fleetway," and then Nigel Kitchenwit. Guys, guess what? It's all done. It's all dead. <laughs> and it, like, uh, like I'm, I'm right at the ground floor of, uh, I guess, depression. That's what I was at. Uh, was, uh, nice. Oh, it took a while. There is actually a project, uh, Sonic Comic Online, that uh, try that uh, that basically tries to continue on the series. They've been going for over a decade at this stage, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like that's one of the like consistent fan comics that have existed because i know there's there's been a number um and and there are a couple currently that are like that try to be archie continuations and i guess time will tell how long they actually keep going uh but but the fleetway one like you have to give it props whether or not because i know it starts off pretty close to what nigel kitchen was supposed to do yeah and then i'm assuming it goes off in whatever direction because at some point, you're going to run out of what was supposed to come next. You have to do your own thing or end it. But the fact that they're still going and they still have an audience, like that is impressive by itself. And that is definitely a corner of the fandom that you have to a- applaud for, for going as long as they have. And when they've run out of, of content, they make, they've made new content. And they get to rally around that, I guess, in a way... To, to to tie everything together just like how hoaxes were giving us yes. the the new content that we desired until we got the actual new content from the source so yeah it's it's interesting how like even in different different parts of the fandom it all it all kind of ties together and the same thing starts sort of happening you know like it, it yeah. all ties together i mean if you want to hear a story sh- yeah, go for it. Okay. okay. No, this, this is just short. Like this, we're talking about earliest. Like this is before a Sonic fandom existed. <gasps> Did you know that on on Usenet, if you if you look up in the history, the first mention of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is just a post being like, "Hey guys, here's a list of games that Sega's making, and Sonic's on it." The very first reply is someone going, "Why do we need Sonic the Hedgehog? We already have Sega's answer to." Mario, that's Alex Kidd. We don't need Sonic. <laughs> wow. I wonder where that guy Which, is now. Right. So well, Sonic One was ruined forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, geez, guys, just, might as well shut it, it down now. Right. It's just, it just sort of lets it reminds, it reminds everyone that that everything that's happened in the fandom, like it's happened before and it will happen again. That everything there are these these cycles that go through, and even at the beginning there were people going wait a minute why do we need this so i just find it i find it funny even back yeah. then even before sonic was a thing there were <laughs> even it had its naysayers <laughs> right from the start oh man right <laughs> yeah um it's just kept going and it's a lot of people still like creating fun stuff 
Um, okay. Um, I was actually going to quickly just, I did actually want to talk about quickly earlier about how, how Matt, uh, actually literally had a series of hoaxes that he ended up turning into a fan game. Uh, <laughs> cover that. Oh, I know what you're talking That's about. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, basically you had a, do, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to talk about that? It was when Tails gets bored. It was basically the idea was this is what, when we've like really just jumped the deep end from let's even pretend this stuff is real to let's just make some fun stuff. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, as hoaxes, they're actually terrible hoaxes. They've got dialogue everywhere in ways that aren't anywhere near like what the game was. But I guess it just really sort of stuck with people. And I think that's because everybody had that sort of memory of being that annoying sort of younger brother figure. Yeah. You know, or being that sort of annoying teenage figure. And, and it kind of stuck with everybody. And so when I made the game of that, I mean, it certainly stuck with me. But, yeah. um when I made the game of that, I think like it really did it seem to stick with people. Um, yeah. And that's despite the fact that it had the like all the it was done with click and create. It had the old engine. It had all the old <clears throat> engine, you know, sticking to walls, sticking to roofs, all that sort of thing. But uh, it's astonished me the legs that that game has actually got. Like I've seen people on YouTube, like um, Arlan from SFGHQ has actually gone through and done uh, done playthroughs of that. On YouTube, like, and other people like Peter Knetta has done a like mocking playthrough of it, which is fair enough because it's like 20 years old. But I'm like, this game is old enough to vote, guys. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember it's That's been a while. Crazy. Yeah, it's been a while since I played it, but I remember I remember a couple of things about it. One of all, it had a slightly different gimmick for each. I, I don't. I, I hesitate to use the word gimmick because it, it sounds lazy. But please, oh, sorry, no, they were gimmicks. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> it had a slightly it had a different gimmick for each stage. Like there was that level that was all just completely dark and you had to work out the platforms by where the lights were and it was all kind of by which color the lights were. Oh, yeah. And... yeah, they were color coded. People didn't get that. I've seen people like try and jump from light to light. It's like the walkways, they're, they're intermittently late. You can just keep running. I mean, seriously, it frustrates me knowing exactly how these levels are designed. <laughs> people think it's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess I guess people, you know, when Tails gets bored or when the player gets frustrated. Um, uh, but yes, and the other thing I remember was the cutscenes you had, which for a start, I really did find fun and appreciate it. Yeah. But um, I, I thought they were like, yeah, I thought they were nice and whimsical and fun. Yeah, so that's a good word. I was, I was trying to be a bit silly and a bit a bit sort of annoying with them too because the, the whole thing was Taz was bored he was being annoying it was the idea yeah <laughs> and just out of curiosity there's something that, that stuck in my mind I noticed with the with the chat sequence was it hard coded in the game that you had to have the character speak in a round robin approach like first I think it was Sonic Robotnik Tales or something and you just had to loop around constantly because I just remember how they would always speak in the exact same sequence and it took a while to notice but is my memory wrong? Is that no. How it... no? That's that is what happened. That was me alternating like two text boxes between color black and color whatever color they were supposed to be talking. Okay. That was all that was. It was just me uh, finding a way to, to just alternate um, those two uh, pieces of dialogue in those two different locations without having to create new text boxes every time. Okay. Cool. <sighs> Oh, cool. It's 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 cool because I, I enjoyed the game and I loved the whole thing of having like a series of things and like you know lunch bases, you know, and you know and all this sort of all this crazy sort of stuff and uh, and yeah, it just it just shows that it it is really cool. This creative, all the creative stuff and all the cool, fun, enjoyable things that gets made. Mm -hmm. Um, just yeah, I think. Um... Sorry, go ahead. No, you you go ahead. I think that um, it really, like, what I did starting there, um, I, it, it astonishes me some of the things that people have gone on to do, like, with Sonic Foundation, with Sonic as a creative thing from there on. Like, I, I look at my games and then I see what people have done with, like, the Sonic Worlds engine. And it's just, it's advanced so much. And the very fact that Sonic Worlds got created, like, we have this sort of collaborative effort like, I, I know originally um, it was uh, Dimension Warped, I think, who was behind it. 
it was his, his screen name at the time, and I believe at first he was trying to make a, a 3D Sonic game with everybody, and and sort of got like there was a big I remember there was a big argument on HQ about that because it's like you know you haven't shown anything, you've not shown any like levels or anything like that, and you know why are we to believe that you're actually going to make this? And I think <laughs> yeah. Later on, like he he eventually ditched that and went with Sonic Worlds instead, and I think that was a really good move. I think, like the sort of hey everybody, let's make this this base that we can all make games off of together. Like we can we can make it together. We can understand how these things work together. We can we can you know sort of teach each other all about the um the mm-hmm. you know our static engines and that sort of thing. And then we can all go off and make our own content with this thing that we have created that we all know that we all understand. Yeah. And yeah, I think it was just a really good way of doing it in the end. And I think that's, like, to be honest, probably what it should have been doing all along. But it's yeah. like, I, I've got to hand it to the Sonic Worlds team. They've done really, really well. And the fact that it's something like Freedom Planet that you can actually, like, that they can actually charge money for. Yeah. And yeah. people buy it and, and got a sequel. Like that, it came out of that effort is just astonishing to me. Definitely, and yeah, and just did, did you, yeah, no, definitely. Did you have fun making your fan game version? I mean, like, is that you just wanted to create something? I did, I did. Um, I saw all of these fan games and like, you know what? I could do some of this stuff, and then it kind of got interesting. And like, because I wanted to be something different. I I saw a bunch of these games and like, what can I do that's slightly different? So um, and I'm kind of. Uh, you know, blowing my horn here a bit, but some of the things that are in when Tales of Wood were things that weren't done in fan games before, things like four scrolling levels and and the, my terrible attempt to 3D into the screen special stage. <laughs> uh, it were things that I hadn't seen done in fan games before at all at that point. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, because early early fan games are like they are early. They are very primitive. If you look at um. Right, like the very first fan game. It's called Sonic Boom, but it has nothing to do with the song or the show or the or the ROM hack. Yeah. Like it it is just like their Sonic and Tails are just dodging things. It's very it's it's very it's so simple. Like Tails in the quest for one hundred rings. Like that mm-hmm. is a very simple fan game. Even the or like the I was exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. yeah, the... yeah. All those fan games and are think... super simple. So Yeah, no, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, these these are all like steps and like you couldn't have things like, like, Freedom Planet and things like Sonic Worlds and all of these things that come since. You couldn't have them at starts. We're all sort of just learning what to do. And I feel like Sonic Mania ultimately happened because of the Sonic fan gaming community and just the general love for wanting to create our own Sonic games. And yeah. again, I'm going to reiterate that I don't feel like that kind of attitude was prevalent in in other gaming communities of the day yeah i i just know when i was trying to help out with programming sonic physics or even a platformer i just went to sonic retro and i went to the wiki and then i saw oh so this is how exactly all the nitty-gritty details of how sonic the hedgehog is programmed thank thank you to whoever person that i probably should know who actually went through it and compiled all these incredible details like how sonic is like how there's some like oh including some of the bugs like literally you go into the sonic retro wiki and say by the way the original sonic games have this bug most fan games fix it by doing it why and i'm going you're literally creating a because of this community created effort you're literally creating sonic fan games that are you know fix things that even the originals didn't get right it's (laughs) yeah yeah no it's 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 so collaborative and uh, and I and I and I you know there's a lot of cool individuals and there's a lot of cool communities and it's it's I think it's both really helped make it. Uh, uh, certainly when uh, when even like say and quick and and a shout out to Sage of course because uh, even Miles of course yeah yeah Miles and I got a had our Petrocore game which was still in development uh, shown off at Sage and uh, like having you know a regular event for showing off fan games and. I just remember going on one of the Sage in the early days and playing games like, well, I mean, like playing games like uh, Shen Sonic, which was amazing. Do, do, do you guys remember Shen Sonic? Very vaguely. It was basically... Yeah, I, I remember playing. Yeah, it, it was basically Shenmue and Sonic mixed together. So... Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> then. Uh... 
It was like, asking I mean, they, they work very quickly. Yeah, I guess it works, right? Because Sonic, he's speedy and blue, and and Rio, he stands around and talks to people slowly. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Um, uh, it was funny. They for for the kitten that you feed, they just used a tail swimming sprite. It was it was hilarious. Really? That's <laughs> great. What? Oh man. And 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 who can forget Sonic Adventure Gaiden? You know, from the moment I started. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. Uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, from Cool Look. I just uh, from the moment I started playing it to the moment I reached the end of the game, I was hooked. <laughs> I, nothing got me out there. That was that was that was good in its own respect. Uh, so I should see if there's a speed run for that game somewhere. Uh, there might be. I mean, I know there's a speed run for BBFA three, which baffles me because mm. I have to assume that's a that's a joke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it does exist. So there's, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, because even uh, what games done quick, the the they they were doing a little Sonic marathon. There were some fan games slipped in there, I believe. So, like. People do speedrun fan games sometimes. It does happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it, it does happen. In fact, I think there was, you know, I think sometimes people have fun because, you know, like more amateur games have ways of exploiting them or just or just fun. You know, it, with, with speedrunning, right. they just want to challenge. Um, right. But Sonic Adventure Gaiden, that, that was tightly programmed. I don't think there's one, one glitch, one exploit. You can't. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and, and yeah, even the enemies are just, you know, there's, you know, you don't see, you don't see enemies repeating themselves. It's just every <laughs> single encounter is just is just unique and, and special in and of itself. It's just amazing. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. So one, actually, while we're on the t topic of fan games, I was gonna. There's just one other one I've got to talk about. Um, Sonic Time Attacked. Um, because I understand, no wait, hang on, I'm just gonna make sure I've got the right one, or Sonic Time Twisted, it was one of the Sonic, one of the Sonic games that literally has, like, in the first level, it's got a bunch of, uh, avatar sprites from the Moogle, from, from the classic Moogle Cavern in it, just, uh, do you remember that one? Yeah, I mean, that would, yeah, that would be Time Attack, because Time Twisted is the, uh, yeah, yeah. that's recent, it's fairly recent, yeah. Yeah, sorry, you're right, Time Attack, yeah, so, so it's... It's just actually, I think actually, uh, Matt, I think you, I think you're, I think you're in the game, Matt, aren't you? Somewhere. Is that by Jamie Bailey? Was that who made it? I don't know. Hang on a second. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It is by okay. Jamie Bailey. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jamie Bailey. Oh, it's classic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's it's a classic fan game, and like the first level has. So many uh, avatar characters from people who <laughs> recognize it. There's like a Luckus and everything. So that's a case of like that's just another example of like putting so many. Uh... And yeah, Matt, you are in this, aren't you? You get a cameo. Uh, Matt. Uh, oh, did he did he fall off? Yeah, may have. Oh well, it was a it was a, it was a good streak while well, it, was, it was a good streak while it lasted. Yeah. Um, I know, you know he said he was good. I mean, yeah. yeah, I feel like he's he has to be in there because I mean there were a lot of fan characters just standing around. Although yeah. you know sometimes I wonder Scott if fan Power. character is the right term because First. like I know everyone had sprite avatars, but it's not like I don't know how many people actually built up mythologies and did stuff with it. I, I or, where sometimes it just felt like, oh, I better make a sprite. It's a requirement, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that. I, yeah, I know. I created a purple fox as my character, and I still kind of represent it online. But that's another day's work. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. All right. Um, I, I think I think we're getting closer to wrapping up. Um, I think we'll just move on uh, to, to move on to. Um, it, first of all, it was cool chatting with all that. Um, is there anything? Uh, is there anything uh, non-Sonic anyone wants to chat about at the moment? Uh, any, any, mm -hmm. uh, 
I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I should have asked that a bit more. I should have asked that a bit more neutrally. Um, any game? Any games anyone is playing at the moment that they're that they're kind of, uh, you know, absorbed in or anything? Oh, uh, my, my girlfriend's been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Yes. Uh, yep. <laughs> That's it. Both, both my wife and I. It's just like for hours and hours and hours back and forth. Okay, I need. <laughs> I need to know the answer to this question. Is Isabel in it? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, that's my question answered. There we go. Uh, <laughs> you're like, sold. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Animal Crossing is one of those series that just passes me by, and at this stage, it's really hard to catch up. Um, okay. Well, I mean, um, but fair, I, I, it is one of those games where you don't need to have played all the other ones or know like, deep backstory lore. Yeah. I think you can... It's not like you're playing... Um, oh man! Like if you just played Shemu three, you might be a little confused, I would think. But if you're just, I see. I, yeah, but <laughs> so, Animal Crossing. I think <laughs> I think you could just slip in there. Okay, but then I'll be yeah. like one of those those insufferable people on Twitter who keep posting about all the shirts they've made and all the little uh, aquariums uh, be, and houses. <laughs> be be one of those people. So Fox, it's a blast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll keep in mind. I I will have to say actually. Oh, an artist I follow, and and thankfully she's in Dublin, so I've actually met her physically, and she's totally a Sonic fan. She uh, she literally. I gotta post a link, but uh, basically, she literally made Sonic's favorite clothes in Animal Crossing. Oh, nice! I have to see that. Yeah, hang on a second. <laughs> uh, she goes by old. Yeah, she goes by old Swifty online. Um, old S O L D S W I F T Y online. Um, basically, if you scroll down from her Twitter feeds until you get to the Animal Crossing outfits, she basically gives four outfits, but you have to click on the thread. She's got um, you know uh. Yeah, Medley, Green Hills, Classic Amy, and Water Tribe. But it's only when you click on it and you keep scrolling down that you finally hit the Sonic's favorite clothes on it from the OVA. It's it's awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll, That's great. Yeah, I'll, I'll see about linking the thread. Uh, but yeah, thanks. You've actually you've maybe I will. Maybe I'll finally take the leap and play. Find out what this all this management game management city building <laughs> sort of gardening thing is about <laughs> uh, I think you... of it as more of like an alternate life sim except there's uh significantly less stress and anxiety um there's a little bit i'll admit but <laughs> nobody nobody really pressures you it's all up to you what you want to do okay cool um that, 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 that's a good way of pitching it okay um any any tv programs or cartoons anyone's watching um, I just kind of rediscovered uh, Lupin the Third, um, so I've been watching a bunch of old Lupin. Okay. Oh. I. I... Uh, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say I, I haven't dived into anything new. Uh, just rewatching some old MST3K to just. Nice. Like, there we go. Yeah. To, to keep things uh, a little, a little, a little lighthearted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah, I have to say I've got nothing new either. Just I've been just spending way too much time on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's YouTube. It's it's like it's YouTube. I mean, what else to say? You get you. It's, it has everything. That's true. <laughs> it's advantage. It has everything. It's disadvantage. It has everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. By the way, uh, Matt, before you, uh, we were just saying earlier how I, you, you uh, in a Sonic uh, Time Twisted, yeah, uh, by Jamie, the, the fan, sorry, Time Attacked, sorry, Sonic Time Attacked by Jamie <laughs> Bailey, um, with, you, you, you do pop, you do your character, you cameo in that game, don't you? I think there was a level where a bunch of people sent in their sprites and yeah, a bunch of people cameoed, I think I am there. Alright, uh, cool. I don't know if I ever found myself in it, but I do believe in yeah, I think you are too. It's well, you know, if you want to see footage of the game to check if you're in it, I know this great website that shows videos. It's cool. Really? Which what kind? Um, I think it's called Vimeo. <laughs> oh, or Daily Motion. Or you. Yeah. Uh, Vimeo is actually good. It's but Vimeo is more for like, you know, short movies rather than actual than like everything. <laughs> well there's, well, there's a 
Do, do you want to hear the crowd character sprites owned and or made by? There is a list online. Oh, go boy. through the whole list. Okay. There are a number of names. It's on the wiki. Uh, it's at least seven lines worth. So, all right, okay, maybe here's... not. Uh... <laughs> Sonic. Right. Time if you look up time. Yeah. If you look up time attacked on retro. Two thousand and three by Jamie Bailey. Jamie Bailey right. also did some I think sp it... hoaxing right. as well, didn't he? Yeah. I feel like this was one of the first fan games that was actually done, right? <laughs> because there was also the tendency back then where most fan games would like, oh, here's a couple levels and we're going to make more or it's super short and they yeah. they just never get to the point. Like, I think Time Attack is one of the first that was like, here's a full game, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like, you can beat yeah. it. Like, that was something unusual at the time. Yeah, because kind I of mean... is still, but <laughs> yeah. Well, when you when you're not being when you're not being paid and you don't have a boss breathing down your neck and it's not your main focus every day, it's just hard to uh, it's just hard right. to actually complete something. It's I think I think even <laughs> uh, Miles and I certainly know that. Um, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I okay. Uh, yes, crowd character sprites owned and or made. So I'm just quite looking at that list. You've got SC Gold Sonic. Remember Blaze Hedgehog. Sinosu, okay. uh, yes, okay. Sinos is obviously it's it's Sonic backwards. Um, uh, Hedgehog, of course, um, and Nux Nine, uh, Zandega, Mike Fox, uh, Quake Rin. I remember Rob Fox. I'm oh, skipping Ed over Edweirdo. Edweirdo, Edweirdo was so cool because Edweirdo actually made a, a banner for my website, the Flying Fox, back in the day, and I so totally appreciated that. It was awesome. He got some Green Hill Zone art and everything. Before it, it was just this cyan abomination. And uh, Ed Weirdo was so cool for doing that. And I always appreciated him for that. And uh, and by the way, my, my, my website, which is still online, uh, does host a couple of hoaxes that I made. So that's kind of cool. Cause, oh, there you go. Um, uh, Miles McLeod, Nick Jam. Nick Jam, the man, as we called him. Um, Kulak, of course. Uh, classic. Um, and... Yeah, I think we've got it right here. Uh, uh, another another Sinos Hedgehog, and we've got it right here, Matt the Yak. So there you are. Okay, I was the awesome. Mm -hmm. There so, you go. Yeah, yeah. There you are. All right. Um, okay. So unless there's anything else wants to uh, bring up anything, uh, I think we'll. Uh, I think we can leave it at that. If. Um. Anything else? Anyone else? Anything? Anyone else wants to bring up? Uh, Dust Zone is real. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we'll leave you. Uh, this has been <laughs> this has been David the Lurker, uh, Matt Ty or Matt the Yak, uh, Miles and and me, So Fox. And I hope you've enjoyed Needle Mice Podcast Episode Two. Uh, take take care, everybody, and all the best. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.